You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Penn State fans? Get your DVR set because we now know when and where you'll be able to watch Penn State's first game of the 2020 season. Hi, everybody. I'm your host here at the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com. And today is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. In today's episode, we have the official kickoff time for Penn State's first game of the 2020 season. We'll start to speculate about what's going to happen in the second weekend of the Big Ten schedule. Some big things possibly on the horizon. It's also Twitter Tuesday, so we've got a question to address with you guys. It's going to be a little bit of a fun topic. And we're also going to continue taking a look at some questions I have about Penn State for the upcoming season in our series of five questions for 2020. Today will be question number two. Now, if you enjoy this content and you want to help support the podcast, the best way to do that is to subscribe in whatever podcasting app you're using to listen to our episode right now. And now's a great time to get on board because not only is the season starting, but of course, we are back to five days a week. So we've got fresh daily Penn State content for you Monday through Friday. And yes, once the season gets rolling along, we'll be having some bonus podcasts sprinkled in here and there. Lots of stuff to get excited for as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. So of course, subscribe, make sure you leave a rating and review. Let your friends know, let your family know, let your fellow Penn State fans know where you're getting your daily Penn State commentary right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can also connect with us on a variety of social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the username Locked On Nittany. Now, after you're subscribed and you're following us on all those social media channels, let's go ahead and continue on with today's episode. So if you recall about a week ago, I sat here and I said that we were very close to finding out exactly when Penn State's first game of the season was officially going to kick off. And I wasn't going out on a limb there. That was pretty much just looking at the calendar and realizing that the TV networks are going to have to start making those decisions final and that information is going to start coming out in official form. And lo and behold, on Monday, we got the official word. Penn State's first game of the season on the road against Indiana on October 24th will officially be kicking off at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And the game will be shown on Fox Sports 1. So you got the cable national television audience on FS1. You got your 3.30 p.m. kickoff. And I kind of was wondering if this Penn State and Indiana game was going to be moved to Friday. It turns out the game from the Big Ten schedule that's being bumped to that Friday is going to be Wisconsin's home game against Illinois. That game's going to be on the Big Ten Network. So I actually think that uh, getting a 3.30 time slot on FS1 is better than getting a primetime Friday night spot on Big Ten Network. Although I would have been very intrigued to see Penn State get that Friday night game on the road. As we've discussed before, getting a chance to play your first game of the season on a Friday night gives you that extra day to prepare for that big game in week two of the Big Ten schedule against Ohio State. I'm not saying that competitive advantages came into conversation with exactly how this is all going to play out. I just think that FS1 wanted a chance to show Penn State and they were going to grab it at any opportunity. So yeah, that's a that's a good time spot. And of course, October 24th is going to be a pretty fun day in college football just because the Big Ten is kicking off and Obviously, the Mountain West will be getting back in the swing of things, but getting the 3.30 time slot, not a bad spot to be in. Now, it would have been nicer if it was on maybe the regular Fox or over on ABC or something like that, but hey, you're, you're on TV, and about a couple months ago, we didn't think that that was even going to be a possibility. So kudos to all involved in getting us to this point where we can actually look forward to a game on TV 
been a long time coming. I think we all deserve a chance to sit back, relax, and watch some Penn State football. And we will be able to do that for the first time in 2020, or I should say for the first time since the bowl game, uh, 3.30 p.m. Eastern on October 24th. The rest of the Big Ten schedule for the first weekend of the Big Ten season has been locked in. I believe every game has a kickoff time. I've got a jotted here right now. I'll run through them for you. I already mentioned Wisconsin and Illinois is going to be that Friday night game on Big Ten Network. We already knew previously that Ohio State's home game against Nebraska, it was going to be the big noon kickoff game on Fox. Again, that was previously confirmed and announced. We also now know that Michigan State Rutgers will be at noon on Big Ten Network. Big Ten Network will also air Iowa at Purdue at 3.30. That should be a pretty fun game. And then they will also be showing Maryland at Northwestern. Uh, I actually forgot to jot down what time that game is, but I think that that's a primetime game. I could be wrong. But we also know that Michigan's game at Minnesota is going to be in primetime at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We do not know. I don't think we know the broadcast information for that game. So I believe that's either going to be on Fox or ESPN. It's not going to be on Big Ten Network, it doesn't look like. So uh, I believe that information is still kind of waiting to be confirmed as of the time I'm recording this. And that is it for the first weekend of Big Ten play. I think that's every game. Uh, Of course, now the big question now is what's going to happen in week two. Now, if you've looked ahead on your calendar, you know on October 31st, it's not particularly a heavy day for college football action. Uh, Of course, the highlight of the schedule, not just in the Big Ten, but maybe more nationally, is going to be Penn State's home game against Ohio State. And I think it's pretty much a near lock that ESPN's college game day is going to be in Happy Valley for that game. If you've been watching that show this year, you know that they're still going on tour. They're still going around the country touring some of these games. That'll probably be the first Big Ten game that they're going to attend. Unless they go to Ohio State, Nebraska to kick off the Big Ten season, which I could see that being a possibility. But I think it's a near guarantee that they will be making the trip to Penn State for the Penn State-Ohio State game. Biggest game on the Big Ten schedule. I think uh, a lot of people would agree with that, uh, just given where those two teams are heading into their seasons as far as expectations are concerned. Ohio State certainly is the team to beat and the national championship contender in uh, many opinions. And Penn State is certainly a very good team, very capable of being on the radar for the college football playoff. And, of course, if they win against Ohio State, it's Big Ten championship and playoff or bust as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I think that that game has a lot of magnitude. And even though it's not the traditional game day atmosphere, it would still be pretty cool to see game day come into Happy Valley for that game in particular. And then we'll see what happens the rest of the year. But I do think that that's probably a near lock. You're not, I'm not having any inside information on this. I just look at the schedule. I look to see some of the other games that are going on that day. Um, you know, it's not a great day. Like I said, you know, Texas, Oklahoma State, LSU, Auburn, some of those games have lost some of their cachet uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I forget where Alabama's playing. I think Alabama's got uh, Mississippi State, I want to say, that day. Either way, uh, October 31st looks like a very good day for ESPN to make their college game day trip to Happy Valley. I'm just predicting it right now. Now, the question is, where will the game be played as far as broadcast partner and kickoff time? I've speculated before that that would probably be a very attractive game for Fox to put in their big noon kickoff uh, on that particular day. I would not rule that out, even though Ohio State's going to be in that big noon kickoff in their uh, first game of the season just the previous week. I don't think Fox would back away from putting Ohio State back in that same time slot, especially when the opportunity to have this particular game with so many stakes riding already on the, the, the Big Ten standings and the Big Ten schedule 
I, I would be very intrigued to see if Fox is going to make a push to get that game in their big noon kickoff. But it is not a confirmed time at this time. I think the only game on the Big Ten schedule in that week that is locked in is Minnesota at Maryland. And that's going to be the Friday night game. Uh, so I think that's kind of all up in the air right now. I still think maybe there's a possibility that this game is going to be in prime time. It's not going to be a 330 game. I think we can pretty much guarantee that. It's either going to be in the big noon kickoff on Fox or ABC is going to get a chance to show it on national TV, I think, on the on the national broadcast. <laughs> I don't know which way it goes. Uh, obviously, it loses something because it doesn't have the same atmosphere as a typical uh, Ohio State-Penn State game. Certainly one in Beaver Stadium, but uh, I, I would be very curious to be a fly on the wall of those conversations about which network is going to get a chance to, to show that one. So again, I think it's either the big noon kickoff on Fox or primetime on ABC. Um, personally, I would love this primetime game. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. Uh, I don't think it really matters, though, because that's going to be a fun game to watch. And we're that much closer to it. So again, Penn State at Indiana on October 24th, getting it all started at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Set your DVRs right now and go ahead and kick back and relax when that game comes around. If you're like me, you probably don't know a whole lot about cars. But what I do know is that going to rockauto.com is going to save me the hassle and save me a few bucks in the process because not only are they a family business that's been doing this for a long time, but the user interface is so straightforward and easy to use. All you have to do is go to rockauto.com, you enter the make and model of your car or your truck, and it brings you up the entire catalog of everything they have available for your particular vehicle. It doesn't matter what year, what make, what model, they've got you covered. And they're going to give you the best prices available doesn't matter if you're a do-it-yourselfer, a complete novice who knows absolutely nothing like me, or if you're a professional. They're going to give you the best quality prices they possibly can, and they're going to make sure that you have as seamless a sales transaction as possible to get the parts that you need for your vehicle, to keep your car or truck running and on the road as you're maybe getting ready to go back out and enjoy some of the fall scenery uh, from your socially distanced vehicle. So go to rockauto.com, enter the make and model of your car or truck, see all the parts available to you. Then write locked on in there, how did you about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com as we're getting ready for the start of the college football season one thing i want to try and do this year with you guys is put together some video simulations of penn state's games on a week-by-week basis so I'm already starting to work a little bit behind the scenes. If you follow me on Twitter at around quarter after four in the morning on Monday morning, you saw that I tweeted an image of my PlayStation 3 that has been hooked back up, refreshed from to factory settings, and now it's installing NCAA 14. I'm getting this year's roster from the great Operation Sports forums, and I'm going to try and put together as accurate a video representation of Penn State's simulated season as I possibly can. I understand it's not going to be perfect. I'm probably going to have to edit the roster a little bit because I know that Micah Parsons is still on the roster that at least I downloaded. Maybe there's another updated roster somewhere along the way, but I'll have to make a couple changes because I'm not going to simulate the season with Micah Parsons taking the field for Penn State, but I think it might be pretty fun to kind of throw those together, and I'm probably going to stream them if I can. Again, I got to test that a little bit, but I think I might stream the video simulation as it's unfolding, and then I'll make it sit down and edit it and putting in a little bit smaller package for you guys in YouTube form or maybe on some kind of uh, Instagram or Twitter, whatever. We're, we'll figure that out. But it's something to look forward to is all I'm saying right now. So start to look for that. I'll probably put them out on a weekly basis. I don't know exactly when I'm going to put them out, but I do think that that's going to be pretty fun to take a look at 
as we go through the season just to see what the old NCAA 14 has to say about the upcoming season. Of course, that leads me to my next point, and that is today is Twitter Tuesday. As you know, uh, every Tuesday we are going to answer your questions, so you can send them in to us on Twitter. You can send them to us on Facebook. As long as you get them in by 3 p.m. Eastern on Monday afternoon, I can guarantee that they are going to be included in the Tuesday podcast because that's typically when I will start to go ahead and put together the Tuesday episodes. As you know, I record these the day before for the most part. So the earlier you can get your questions in, the better. I highly encourage you to start sending in your questions on Sundays or on Monday. So as long as, again, as long as they are in by 3 p.m. Eastern on Monday afternoon, I can make sure that they are going to be answered and addressed in podcast form. Unfortunately, I only got one question <laughs> this week for the Twitter Tuesday, and that's okay. We, I understand that that's probably going to happen sometimes, and I'm just hoping that it picks up a little bit more as we go into the Penn State season, and maybe I need to give more advanced notice. But like I said, we only got one question this week, and it comes from our old pal Joe Broback on Twitter, at Joe Broback. Uh, he wants to know the five players you wish you could play with in NCAA 21. Of course, there is no NCAA 21. There hasn't been an NCAA football game since NCAA 14, which was released in 2013. And again, I'm installing it on a PlayStation 3. So there's all this rage about the PlayStation 5 right now, but I just hooked up the PlayStation 3. I'm getting NCAA football 14 loaded back up once again, and I'm going to have some fun with that. But let's say that there was an NCAA 21. Now, of course, if you want to play the imaginary game, let's just assume that they have found a way to allow players to have their actual names in it. But regardless, even if the names aren't in there, I came up with a list of five players that I would like to play with. And this being a Penn State-oriented podcast, I feel like I should lead off my list with a Penn State player. And that's going to be Journey Brown, <laughs> the running back, of course, uh, because here's the thing. When I'm playing NCAA football, I do it one of a couple ways. I like to pile up the rushing stats with a big monster running back and just demolish everybody in my way. Or I like to rack up the passing stats with a quarterback. And I'm going to get to that. But uh, I'm going to lead off my list with my only Penn State player on the list, and that is Journey Brown, just because I feel like I would love to just rack up a 2,000-yard season in as quickly as possible and lead him on a campaign to not only win the Doak Walker Award, but maybe even the Heisman Trophy. And I feel like rushing for 2,000 yards in the NCAA football games nearly guarantees that you're going to win the Heisman Trophy. So I would I would uh, just bulk up on carries for Joni Brown and let him wreak havoc on the Big Ten. And I guess in this alternate world, uh, whatever non-conference scheduling Penn State has lined up. Now, I, just a quick aside, when I'm putting together my own seasons in NCAA football, obviously I'll just be simulating game by game for this upcoming season. But typically when I play, I like to beef up the strength of schedule in non-conference play. I always do the home and home series in my dynasty modes with some power conference team. So uh, let me know how you guys play if, if you're still playing the game. I know, you know some people have kind of tailed off from that. Maybe some people still have that copy of NCAA 14 or maybe even 13 or 12. But let me get back to my list. Now, I, I do like to play as quarterbacks, and I'd like to play as quick, speedy quarterbacks, not only because I like to uh, do some damage, Mike Vick style, but I also like to be able to rack up all the passing stats and just allow this guy to dominate on the ground as well and just rack up all kinds of yards on my way to a Heisman Trophy with the quarterback. Now, the one quarterback that I've always liked in the group of five was Derek King, formerly of Houston. Now he's at Miami, and I feel like he would be a pretty fun player to play with as well uh, because I feel like that, that would certainly be fun to take D.R. King uh, into that kind of a program and do some of the things that he's been doing 
and showing glimpses of already this season. Obviously, he's coming off a rough game against Clemson, but again, it's Clemson. Everybody's going to have a rough game against Clemson, but not with me. If I'm playing with him at my quarterback in, in NCAA 14, we are going to take down Clemson. You heard it here first. Uh, so yeah, Derek King is a fan I'm a fan of him, uh, and I have been since his time in Houston. I'd like to play as him. And here's the thing. When I'm playing as specific players, I want to play as guys that are going to fly under the radar. Now, obviously, he's not quite under the radar as much as you might suspect, but uh, Memphis quarterback Brady White, who we obviously saw Penn State go up against in the Sugar Bowl, I'm sorry, the Cotton Bowl last year. Uh, he's a guy that I would like to play with because I feel as though I could uh, do a lot of damage. And I always find it fun to take a guy in one of those non-power conferences and just dominate, just obliterate the opposition, rack up all the stats. Um, you know, obviously, I know that that probably doesn't translate all that uh, respectively uh, in the real world, but it's so much fun to just rack up and just pass all day against these defenses that really can't do much. I know it's not much of a challenge, but you know what? It's fun, and that's all that matters. But let me go back to the running back position and staying on the same kind of uh, topic with going with those group of five programs. How about UAB running back Spencer Brown? Okay, you talk about a guy that's going to rack up all kinds of rushing yardage. He's already among the nation's leaders in rushing this year. I would love to be able to go in and play as him uh, and lead UAB to maybe an undefeated season, maybe score an upset win against a power conference team along the way uh that would be pretty fun and of course the last player on my list uh it's gonna be kevin mcguire shippensburg quarterback you never heard of him uh on the football field because it's me <laughs> i always create myself as a quarterback and, and in this case I, I do like to create a school i always like to create shippensburg because that's where i went uh i always have some fun with that and what i like to do sometimes in a dynasty mode is create a small school in this case a division two school and just plop them in as an independent have them work their way up maybe uh build up the program but I always like to have me as the star dual threat quarterback who's just going to blaze all the defenses along the way and be a rising star throughout his four years of college and uh, just take the world by storm as this program is elevating on a yearly basis to become a cupcake or turn a cupcake into a national power in just four short seasons Uh, that's always fun for me to do as well. So anyway, look forward to some upcoming NCAA 14 video simulations of Penn State season. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you have any recommendations or if you have any uh, uh, tips, hey, hit me up on on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Start looking for them pretty soon. If you're like most people out there, you probably have a pretty slow Monday. Monday was kind of rainy where I was, so it was pretty tough to wake up and pretty tough to get motivated for the day. But you know what motivates me and keeps me going? It's the Built Bar. Yes, it's the protein bar that tastes just like a chocolate bar. It is the perfect mid-morning snack. It's perfect before your workout or maybe even after a workout. But it really just helps you get to that next meal, gets you to that next uh, finish line that you're aiming for throughout the day to keep you going. And you know what? They're great for any healthy diet that you're trying to use to either lose or maintain weight. Uh, whatever you're trying to do with your diet these days, Built Bars are healthy, they're natural, and they're going to make you feel good, and you're going to feel good about eating them too. For example, the Cookies and Cream, one of the classic flavors and one of the best flavors I think that they have out there. It's only got 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and that's just the beginning. They've got 12 original flavors, they've got 6 brand new flavors, and they're looking to add a few more along the way, so you want to check them out right now. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. I just spilled my water all over me. Anyway, use the promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. And while supplies last, they'll throw in a free cooler with your purchase. Again, go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, save yourself 20% off your next order. 
We're gonna close out today's episode with my next question in my series of five questions for Penn State in 2020. We started this in Monday's episode. If you if you missed the first question, the first question was, can Penn State avoid a bad road loss this upcoming season? Because if you assume that Penn State potentially loses to Ohio State, you really don't want to take a second loss in an eight-game schedule. Again, you also play nine games, but we'll just worry about that eight games for now. Because a second loss within that eight-game frame probably completely dashes any chance of making it to the college football playoff this year. I think it's going to be very difficult with one loss in an eight-game schedule, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But the basic question I had yesterday was, can Penn State avoid a little bit of a history of a second bad loss that really takes you out of things on that national level? Games against Indiana, Nebraska, and Michigan all on the road, they concern me a little bit, and they should you as well. So go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. We talk a little bit more about that concern going into the upcoming season. But let's take a little bit look at the big question, I think, for this Penn State offense this year. And that is going to be, yes, the wide receiver position. I've said it on multiple occasions during this offseason as we started to look forward to Penn State's season and wondering whether or not there's going to be any production out of this wide receiver position. And yes, there will be production out of the wide receiver group, but it's just a matter of who's going to step up and be that guy that you can count on to make the big catch in the big moments in the biggest games, like that game against Ohio State, like those road trips to Nebraska and Michigan, a home game against Iowa. You're going to need your receivers to come up and develop that chemistry with your quarterback and Sean Clifford. And prove to your coaches that you can be reliable in those big clutch moments. Now, of course, this is going to be a pretty big year for this Penn State offense. We know that the running game is going to be solid. Experience that Sean Clifford brings at quarterback position should give you a lot of comfort right there. And I think the offensive line is going to be pretty good. And, of course, you've got one of the best tight ends in the country in Pat Fryermuth. And we're not going to include him in the conversation with this uh, this question because we're specifically looking at the wide receivers. Yeah, Pat Fryermuth, tight end, you can feel very good about that for the upcoming season. No issues there. No questions about that. But he's going to need some help in that passing game as well. It can't be all Pat Fryermuth all the time. It, hey, if, it, if that's what it has to be, that's fine. But uh, you ideally want to see some of these young receivers start to step up. Now, obviously, uh, we discussed recently the wide receiver depth did take a little bit of a hit with John Dunmore uh, withdrawing from Penn State recently. Uh, I don't know if there's been any update on where he's going after this, but uh, we'll just focus on who's left right now. Now, there do seem to be some really likely names that are going to emerge and be those uh, go-to wide receivers. Of course, John Dotson, he's going to be the main guy that a lot of people are looking forward to this year. Uh, again, productive video last year. Uh, really looks like he's going to be the next uh, number one wide receiver. But there are a couple other names that I think are really worth watching this upcoming season. The first that comes to my mind is Daniel George. I think he's going to be the big wide receiver that a lot of people are really terrified of in the defensive secondary. Uh, He's going to be a tough matchup for a lot of people. He's going to bring some good size, and if he has the good hands to go with it, I think there's a lot of reason to be excited about watching Daniel George become one of those emerging wide receivers, uh, big wide receiver, big target for Sean Clifford. Should be a lot of fun. The other one uh, being Camp Solomon Brown. 
uh, another guy who's going to bring some experience a little bit to the table here and you know, kind of play his way into that conversation. So th- those are th- the three main guys. But I think if you're looking a little bit deeper and uh, you're looking to some of those younger guys even from there, uh, the one name that I'm really looking forward to is Keandre Lambert-Smith, the freshman coming in. Uh, Penn State's got a couple freshmen, but he's the one of the ones that I think has a chance to be a little bit more of an impactful player uh, relatively soon. And I think this year of all years, being kind of wide open and kind of uh, introducing some new concepts to the offense. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see everybody kind of with a clean slate uh, with this new coaching staff or revamped coaching staff. And we'll get to that in just a second. But I do think uh, the, the, the three names I mentioned that are returning, uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith adding in uh, some youthful experience. I think uh, you pick and choose where you want to try and test your freshmen. Uh, you know, obviously you're jumping right into conference play, so you don't have a lot of time to experiment uh, in a costly fashion. Uh, I think you want to make sure everybody's on as much the same page as possible, and it's going to be tough to do that. You know, going into the season, as we've seen around the country, uh, you know, so there are some shaky moments, but offenses certainly seem to be in rhythm a little bit more than the defensive side. So there's an opportunity for some production out of that passing game early on. So I'd be very curious to see which one of these wide receivers is going to step up and prove that they can be the guy in the moment. Uh, I think there are some good options here, but I do think that is the one position that is going to be a little bit more of a concern than any other position on this Penn State roster going into the year. doesn't mean that they're bad by any stretch of the imagination. I just think it is the the biggest question mark that you have going into this year. There are a couple of reasons to be excited about what's going to happen here. Obviously, you've got a new offensive coordinator in Kirk Shiroka. Uh, who's going to be a mindful guy when it comes to figuring out who's going to do what in this offense. And I'm really excited to see what he does. Now, obviously, this offseason being kind of disrupted the way that it has, everybody's on that kind of same page, but it is kind of a a concern I would have, at least early on, especially with a big game on the road against Indiana and a big game at home uh, the following week against Ohio State. Uh, You really want to see the offense be as crisp as possible, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what Kirk Soroka does uh, with this offense because you know what he did at Minnesota. Had a good quarterback in Tanner Morgan. Had some really good wide receivers, uh, including Rashad Bateman, who's out to back in for the Gophers this upcoming season. And you, I'm not saying that Penn State has any of those wide receivers, but they have wide receivers. They have some potential here. And I think Kirk Soroka is going to take advantage of that and find a way to get as many of those guys involved until they really figure out who's going to be their main guys leading this passing game moving forward throughout the season. And of course, you also have a new wide receivers coach in Taylor Stubblefield. So I, I do think that there's a, a pretty good track record. I know he's been around a number of different spots, but he knows what it takes to be that guy because he accumulated so many receiving yards when he was in college. So I, I like the coaching staff. I think the coaching staff is going to do the wide receiver position pretty well this upcoming season. And I do think that while it is the biggest question mark I have about Penn State, I don't think it is going to be the one that ultimately holds them back too much uh, as far as the playoff picture is concerned or even the Big Ten Championship. I do think it's the the weak spot on this offense because I really like the running game and I do feel comfortable with the tight end and the offensive line and, of course, the experience at the quarterback position. If the wide receivers step up, this offense is going to be really fun to watch and they're going to be really dangerous. They're going to be very difficult for teams to beat on a weekly basis in Big Ten play. This is going to be a fun Penn State offense. We just need to know who in that wide receiver group is going to emerge as the guy that you can rely on, on third and long, fourth and long if you need it, or inside the red zone. Because it can't all be Pat Firemuth, as I've said before. 
So who's going to step up? Jahan Dodson? Daniel George? Keandre Lambert-Smith? Let me know what you think about the wide receiver position. Reach out to us on Twitter at LockedOnNitney. Check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNitney. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Twitch using the username LockedOnNitney. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and subscribing on your favorite podcasting app. If you have not already, hit that subscribe button and then leave a rating and review. Let us know what you think about today's episode and the podcast in general. Don't forget, we are doing this five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we will have some bonus footage and bonus content for you once the season officially kicks off. It's going to be here fast, so get ready and get subscribed and make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. Once again, I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash McGuire. And don't forget to come back tomorrow for a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the network as well. If you're an NFL fan, there's a Locked On Steelers, the Locked On Eagles, all kinds of NFL coverage throughout the, the network. And of course, you can also con- get some continued Big Ten coverage by checking out Locked On Big Ten. And of course, the National College Football Podcast, Monday through Friday, Locked On College Football. I'll be there with you every Thursday on that podcast as well. Thanks for listening today, guys. Go want to know today. Come back. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye.